Good morning, Chevia Churches. This is Colin, and I hope you're all very well and very safe. As we go into yet another week of lockdown, the novelty has worn off, we've run out of cupboards to clean, and it can be quite dispiriting. And yet we've been so fortunate with the weather, and we live in the beauty of God's creation. We have our service for the third Sunday of Easter, and today we focus on the story of the road to Emmaus. There are a few notices which will be on the web page, but one I would draw your attention to especially, and that is the Guild are having a Super Sunday today, the 26th of April, and that's in aid of Crossreach, the social arm of the church. Usually with a Super Sunday, we would have our service and then afterwards have soup and bread, chat away, and the money would go to the, the charity. This time, obviously, we can't do that. So the Guild are encouraging us to have soup in our own homes and to donate something to Crossreach. And Crossreach are doing amazing work with very vulnerable people during this COVID emergency. There will be a donate button, or, or at least you can tap something on the web page, and you'll be able to donate that way, or else get the money to, to one of your guild committee members. We're going to have our call to worship. We walk the path of two who traveled a dusty road, wrapped in confusion and despair. Two who shared the company of a stranger, voicing their pain, airing their fears, and in the listening, heard words of hope and promise, and in the eating, received the bread of life. Today we re-enter the story of Easter with the expectation that Christ will reveal himself to us in word and in sound. Let us worship God and we sing the hymn 404, I Danced in the Morning. And a friend of mine in Edinburgh, Graham MacDonald, he's a, the organist at Richmond Creek Miller Church, he's put some things on YouTube. So we're going to listen to Graham sing a couple of verses of this.
They cut me down and I leapt up high. I am the life that will never, never die. I'll live in you if you'll live in me. I am the Lord of the dance, said he. Let us pray. God of Easter hope, you hold the nations in your hands, and yet you know and love each and every one of us. By your spirit you gather us, and in Christ you make us one. Show us who we are and what we can be. Set us free from all that is mean and wrong and hold us in all our pain and hurts and bring us from brokenness to wholeness. As we walk through the, the way of life, accompany us, be by our side, listening to all our hurts and our regrets. And so help us to let go of the past and to recognize you in unexpected ways. Risen Christ, we confess that like the, the two disciples on the Emmaus Road, we are too often preoccupied with self that we fail to see you in our midst. We readily welcome friends, but not always strangers or those who make us feel uncomfortable. Forgive us and help us to be a generous people and may our churches and homes be ever places of welcome. And friends, know that in Jesus Christ, you are a forgiven people, set free by God's redeeming love. Be at peace with God and with yourself and with one another. And now we join in our family prayer. We say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. And we have our reading and is from the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 24, and we read from verse 13. Now, on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all the things that had happened. While they were walking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, what are you discussing with each other as you walk along? And they stood still, looking sad. And then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place in these days? He asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. And yes, besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. And moreover, some women of our group astounded us, 
They were at the tomb early this morning. And when they did not find the body there, they came back and told, told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. And then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter his glory? And then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As he came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he was going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening, and the day is now almost over. And so he went in to stay with them. And when he was at table with them, he took bread, blessed, and broke it, and gave it to them. And then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. And he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? And that same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. And they were saying, the Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. And then they told what had happened on the road and how they had been, he had made himself known to them in the breaking of the bread. This is a word of God. Thanks be to God. And we sing again, and it's a hymn 417, Now the green blade riseth, and here's Graham singing again. And now here is our weekly prayer from Arthur and Kathleen. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for the gift of your Son, our Saviour, who walks with us on all our life's journey. 
We pray for all who travel with us in our family, among our friends, within the community of Chivia churches. We ask for a deep awareness of our need of your presence with us. Keep us all safe and well as we continue our isolation and protect all those still working to care for us. Amen. The daughter of a friend of mine was 21 last week. She had had great plans for her birthday, including a party with all her friends from college. What was not in her plans was that she would spend the whole day with her parents. But that's exactly what happened. She was in lockdown, of course, and living at the family home. And so she was only able to communicate by Zoom with her friends, and it just wasn't the same, though her mother seemed to thoroughly enjoy the occasion. I think that many of us have had significant birthdays or anniversaries. We've been planning for weddings, holidays, or else there's been exams. But all have been put on hold because of this coronavirus crisis. Events that we've been looking forward to, but they just haven't happened. The disciples and the the story of Emmaus, they had been looking forward to the future, but their dreams were shattered. We find the two disciples walking along the road, Cleopas, and the other one's not named, but many commentators think it would have been his wife. Women are often anonymous in the Bible, and certainly the two lived in the same house. They walked along the road. No, they trudged along the road. You can feel the heaviness in every step they took. These were two people who were traumatized by the events which had happened in Jerusalem. They had seen their friend, their teacher, tried and then executed most cruelly on the cross. And and they were grieving. They were grieving. One of the, the awful things about this crisis we're in is that often... People die alone in hospital without their their loved ones around them. And families have to cope with that. These two disciples were going through that same sense of grief. They were grieving, but also their hopes had been shattered. We had hoped, they said, They'd hoped that Jesus would usher in a new kingdom of peace and of justice. But the cross seemed to put pay to that. Like my friend's daughter and her party, things had not gone to plan. And their dreams lay in ruins. They'd reached a dead end. And so they turned their backs on Jerusalem. We're just going back home with heavy hearts. And a stranger appeared beside them and walked with him. He saw their hearts. And somehow there was something about him. They opened up to him. 
and were able to tell him about their pain, tell him about their disappointment. The stranger, of course, was a risen Lord, but they didn't recognize him. He walked alongside them in their pain. He accompanied them in their grief. And he helped them to see beyond it. And I think that's a, a challenge to all of us in our, our, our daily living, to be able to walk alongside people, maybe not these days literally, but figuratively, to listen to their stories, for each one of us have our stories to tell, and to share their frustrations. It's so important to make time for people and to lend a listening ear. They reached the village of Emmaus, and the stranger made to go on. But the couple invited him into their home. He had made their journey lighter and somehow helped them to put things into perspective, had opened up scriptures to them, and somehow set their hearts on fire. I'm reminded of, of John Wesley, the, the founder of Methodism, and how he said that his heart was strangely warmed. And that's the same thing that the, the disciples on the road to Emmaus felt. They wanted the stranger to stay with them, to eat with them. And so they offered hospitality. And hospitality is always so important. The book of Hebrews reminds us that by sharing hospitality, we entertain angels unawares. And as they sat down at the table, Jesus breaks bread. And suddenly, their eyes are opened. Breaking bread, sharing hospitality, can still open our eyes to the presence of Christ among us. As one commentator put it, it takes us on a journey from head to heart, from thinking about God to relationship with God. The presence of Christ walking alongside them and breaking bread with them transformed Mr. and Mrs. Cleopas. So much so that they ran all the way back to Jerusalem invigorated, ready to share the good news with their friends. What a contrast to the picture we had of them initially, so full of cares and woes. But that's what the presence of the risen Christ does to the disciples and can do to us today. It transforms us, transforms us into people ready to reach out, ready to accompany, ready to listen, and ready to share the good news that truly all are welcome in the embrace of God's love. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And I'm reminded of hymn 198 in CH4. Let us build a house where love can dwell and all can safely live. A place where saints and children tell how hearts learn to forgive. Built of hopes and dreams and visions, 
rock of faith and vault of grace. Here the love of Christ shall end division. All are welcome. All are welcome. All are welcome in this place. We have our prayers of dedication and thanksgiving and intercession. Let us pray. Like the disciples at Emmaus, we offer what we have. They offered their company, their table, their bread. And so we invite you to be with us, Lord, as we offer you our love, our devotion, our gifts. All seeing and unseen God, you make your presence known to us when we least expect it. Come to us, we pray, when our need is greatest. We ask your blessing on all doctors and nurses and NHS staff as they work tirelessly to save lives. Be with all working in care homes and with their residents and calm any tensions. Give wisdom to scientists researching into this vaccine. Endow caregivers with compassion and generosity and bring healing to all who are sick. Protect those who are most at risk and give comfort to those who've lost loved ones. We pray for those who are leading us in government at Westminster and in Holyrood and ever endow them with wisdom. And praise be to the farmers planting seed, looking after animals, especially at this lambing time. Praise be to the janitors and rubbish collectors, to those who drive delivery vans and truck drivers and postal workers. Praise be to those who keep an eye on water and electricity and oil. Praise be for all the resilience groups. We ask your blessing on those who are victims of domestic abuse, who are in lockdown with abusers. We think of the homeless, the refugees, asylum seekers, and unfold them into your care at this time. And when all this is past, may we say that love spread more quickly than any virus ever could. So unite us in our compassion, remove all fear from our hearts, and fill us with confidence in your care. Lord, hear our prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to finish with hymn 416. It might not be one so well known. I remember coming it being sung when it came out in Songs of God's People many, many years ago and, and, and really enjoyed it. This is how it goes. Christ is alive, let Christians sing. The cross stands empty to the sky. Let streets and homes with praises ring. Love drowned in death shall never die. I like verse 2. Christ is alive no longer bound to distant years in Palestine, but saving, healing here and now and touching every place and time. 
verse 5, Christ is alive and comes to bring good news to this and every age, to earth and sky and oceans ring with joy, with justice, love and praise. And, and that recording was not Graham and in, in Craig Miller, but rather was from the Church of Scotland website. Let us have our benediction. Go now as those who have met Christ this day. Go now as those whose hearts have burnt within them. Go now as those who've been touched by resurrection. And may the blessing of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you, body, mind, and spirit, and be upon all whom you love, wherever they may be, now and always. Amen. <laughs>